day, this is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Our spotlight on entrepreneurship, building your personal business brand, and the art of communication with my guest, James Malinchek, one of the most sought after speakers today. He's also an editor and an author in the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, as well as a guest with Joan Rivers on her show, How Did You Get So Rich? You're going to enjoy this. I see all these folks who are in these speaker association groups, and, and they're so caught up and worried about all that stuff. And You have mm-hmm. to walk in a V, and you got to use hand gestures, and you got to look at the audience 37 times you know, or you're not making eye contact. And honestly, I, I don't really care about any of that. You, you know what I believe? Here's all speaking is, public speaking. You have something to say that will help people, and you stand up in front of them, and you say it to help people. Right. I don't worry about all that other stuff. I have never been able to deposit a check in my bank account because of all that stuff. Amen. You know, but I've been able to impact a lot of lives, and I've been able to deposit checks because I have a story to tell, and I have something that helps people, and I stand up, and I say it as myself, and I say it to help people, and that's what makes it work. Wow. And that's what it's all about. People, you know, and you were saying earlier, well, I didn't know what I was doing. I think the Spirit led you to do what you needed to do to get not only that book you were talking about uh, published and to do what you needed to do, but it also was teaching you lessons along the way. Oh, so you probably, you know, Spirit was guiding you to do what you needed oh, to do. Oh, without a doubt. With, without a doubt. I looked back. I was just having this conversation. I have a, uh, I have a coaching club. And I have 108 coaching members. These are all people who want to be speakers or they're authors or they want to be authors or they are speakers. And uh, some of them are brand new and have never given a speech all the way up to celebrity people. I have 108 members and there are three levels of pricing in the club. In order to be in my club, it's a yearly yearly thing and it's either 15000 a year, 47000 a year, or 100000 a year. Mm-hmm. And I had one of my high-end coaching members here in my house two days ago, three days ago, mm-hmm. and and we were just talking about all that. That you know, and this is a very accomplished person, and this person was being told about, you know, you got to have all these special skills and walking, and, and I'm like, look, I used to do that stuff, and my lord, I used to forget what I was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was so worried about all those you know, walking this way and that way, and you know, I'm like, and flubbing a word. And I said, look, if I flub a word, who cares? But you put your audience to sleep if you're too overly perfect. If you're yeah. not real, they they feel that. You know. You ever see somebody like that where they're like a robot up there? I used to work with them. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work. I mean, and it wasn't everybody, but there were a lot of people who were. I'm like, is that person real? You know, they they would put the audience to sleep. Not that what they had to say wasn't important. Right. It was. Right. But, uh, you know, it wasn't real. They We couldn't feel anything from them oh, sure. in their delivery. Yeah, got to be real. Just be you. You spent your whole life being you. Why do you want to change because now you're on stage? Or because you got 10 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a certification and, you know, the best speaker in the universe or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
You know, it's not bad, and I understand what you're saying. It's not bad to have those things. I was wondering, though, with what you're doing now in terms of, you know, teaching people these particular skills, which, you know, you have to communicate in everything you do. People don't realize how important that is. Um, What do you think will uh, happen, not only in the motivational, inspirational world from now on, because people are just realizing that these skills can be something that they can use. It's not just for lawyers or people in business and salespeople. You know, what do you think that this uh, whole uh, motivational, inspirational speaker circuit will be going in the future? Well, first of all, you know, it's never going away. I don't care what anybody says. It is never going away. I live in Las Vegas, and, uh, uh, boy, I I mean, we're down, obviously, because of the economy, but I still think there are something like 12,000 conventions coming next year, Mm -hmm. just in Las Vegas, all the hotels. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm busier than I've ever been, and the people that I've coached and helped are busier than they've ever been. So as far as like the industry going away, you know, people say, well, people said that once the internet happens, then mail is going away, and there's not going to be letters sent anymore, and all that. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's crazy too. Yeah. Well, I hear the same thing. People are saying, well, the internet and webinars. I said, look. If I got a group of 300 people, I ain't putting them on a webinar to hear some speaker. Right, right. We're we're still having a gathering. We're still Mm -hmm. having a get-together. And we're still bringing in different uh, speakers on different topics. And so it's not going to go away. And once the economy picks back up, I mean, it will be a little stagnant for a while, just like everything is, real estate and uh, investments. Everything's stagnant right now. But once it picks up, the speaking industry is going to pick up. Everybody said after 9-11, oh, man, industry's down the tubes. Well, it was for a little while because the fear of flying and what was happening and not the fear of not knowing, but then it picked right back up. So I think not only is it going to be uh, back to where it was, it's going to be cranking and moving even, even to surpass where it was, and it's just going to be a great thing because meetings never go away. Let's take the college market, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, um, here's what people don't realize. When students go to school, they all have to pay something called an activities fee. Could be 20 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, depends on the school. Right. And no kid escapes it. It doesn't matter if you're on scholarship, financial aid, or if mom and dad are paying, or if you're paying. Everyone pays it. It's kind of like a resort fee when you check into a resort. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always like that. $18 $18 charge, it's called a resort fee, and well, one of the reasons they do that is they say it's for like the, the flowers and the upkeep of the grass, but that's how resorts make the bulk of their money, because that's pure profit. If every hotel room every night is charging that to a person, that's pure profit, mm-hmm. and that's how they really, if you go into what's called finding the hidden money in a business, that's where the resorts really make their money. Okay, so it's the same thing for a college or or university. Like if you and I go to school, we pay this fee. Everybody does. So let's just say there are, I'll make a round number. Let's say there's 10,000 students at a school and the the, uh, fee is $100 per student. That's a million dollars coming in every year for activities because it's an activities fee. Right. You know, so um, let's look at just colleges. They're never going away because kids are never going to stop going to school. True. You know, so you're back to your question of where do I think it's going. I just, it's just going to, the whole speaking 
public speaking industry is just going to keep on cranking and grow larger and larger, in my opinion. You um, are, are talking about speaking, but you're an entrepreneur. You're working sure. basically for yourself. And I asked uh, a couple previous uh, guests who are also entrepreneurs, one in the multi-million dollar uh, bracket, um, he started off with Microsoft in its extreme early years, like like the beginning. And um, I was going to ask you the same Rick? question. Huh? Is that Rick? Oh, Rick Raddatz. You know him. Oh, yeah. We all know each other. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be auditioning for Wipeout. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rick's a fantastic guy. Yeah, I had a great interview with him about a week and a half ago, and he was just saying that he knew once he left Microsoft, the people he was working with there, they were so motivated to learn that they knew that one day they'd get out there on their own. What would you say to the people who are also in college, now that we have this downturn, don't you see the entrepreneur sector exploding? Oh, absolutely. Well, I actually predicted this, you know, maybe eight or nine years ago when I was on college campuses speaking a lot only full-time on colleges. I mean, I've, I speak for tons of groups right now uh, all over, corporate association, youth, community, entrepreneur groups, wealth-building uh, events, real estate events. I mean, I'm all over the place. And uh, I predicted this eight or nine years ago. I said, you know, it's amazing. I, have, I meet some of the most incredible young people when I'm on these campuses. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a student in Wisconsin who every uh, year has a Christmas tree cutting down company where he and he employs like uh, at the time with seven or eight students. So people would pay him $100 to go cut their Christmas tree down, like a live Christmas tree right out in the forest, right? So he would hire students and he'd pay students $25 to go do it. He'd keep 75 He wouldn't do any of the work. Mm. He would just go out and knock door to door and get up new families to buy the trees. They'd pay 100 bucks. He'd wow. keep 75, he'd go pay a college kid 25, so he could let, and so what he was doing was leveraging his time, which is a very important part of business. So I got to meet so many dynamic, incredible young people like this, and I said, you know, this whole economy is about to shift over the next, you know, 7, 8, 10, and definitely 15 and 20 years to where kids coming out of college, they don't want to go work for somebody else. Mm-hmm. They want to work for themselves. And they want to start a business, and which is great. And so even if somebody right now listening to this is, you know, maybe you have 10 years in with a company or 15 or 20 years, that's fine. But here's, and, and you want to go out on your own? Wonderful. Beautiful. But let me tell you something that's extremely important. And, and I'm probably one of the only people you ever hear say this. You got to be careful about passion, about dreaming, and about thinking big because it gets people in trouble and makes people bankrupt. And here's what I mean. I'm not saying you shouldn't dream big and you shouldn't be passionate and you shouldn't, you know, want to do things and follow your passion. But here's what I've seen a lot of people, and this is why a lot of the speakers and entrepreneurs come to me for coaching because I'm pretty darn good at teaching them the business. There's a bit, it's all about business. You can have the biggest passion in the world, but if you screw up and you don't put your business things in, in order the right way, then when that visa bill or that mortgage comes due, you're going to be stressing out. And you got to understand that when you go into the world of being an entrepreneur, you are running a business. Mm-hmm. Same thing with speaking. If you want to get into speaking and profit from it, you're running a business. It's just not, hey, let me go speak and somebody will pay me and and that everything's going to be great and bookings are going to flood to me. No, no, no. You're running a business. 
No different than open up a grocery store. No, that's why all you got to do is drive down the street in any town, and you'll see a bunch of businesses who think that as long as they paint a sign on the window and unlock the doors, that business is just going to crank for them. Right. And so that You're would true. Be, that's right. That, that would be my only caution to anyone who wants to venture out to be an entrepreneur and start something is, look, and it's funny because I get people come to me all the time, like, uh, uh, let's say, a state planning attorney here who worked for a state planning company, now a firm, now wants to go on on his own, and he goes and he buys, he rents the best building, and he's got the park, he takes me around, and he shows me he's got the parking space with his name on it, and he's got the mahogany wood, and he's got the... $25,000 a year receptionist in the front and he's got all this furniture and he shows me the copy, he shows me the copy machine and the kitchen and all this and we go into his office and we sit down and he said, well, what do you think? And I always answer the same way to every single person. I say, look, I'm going to ask you one question and how you answer, I'll tell you whether you're going to be out of business in 12 to 18 months. <laughs> wow. And they're shocked. Because wow. they want me to tell them how great the wood looks in the in the conference room. <laughs> oh, my heavens. And, you know, you've hit on something, and I probably can ask you this reading a little bit about your background, that you uh, were with a firm that handled accounts of many of our, you know, wealthy uh-huh. entertainers, et cetera. All across the board, the early stars who just made all the money, and you hear their hits and their golden oldies, et cetera, but they're broke. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, And it I'll... breaks your heart. You wonder... What? I hear the song almost every day on some oldies whatever in a mall, you know, or at CBS or wherever I'm going. Well, how can they be broke? Well, I can oh. tell you. I'll tell you. And, and let me kind of finish what I was saying about that one question. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, I'm going to ask you one question. I told the, the, these, I tell these folks, I'll, uh, I'll ask you one question and I'll deter- that, you know, how you answer will determine whether you're out of business in 12 to 18 months. Mm-hmm. And, and they're always like, what? I said, well, look, I'm going to ask you one question, and how you answer, I'll tell you whether you're going to be out of business in 12 to 18 months. Are you ready? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, man, your, your paint on the parking spaces, beautiful, bright yellow. I could see your name coming in. The wood, fantastic. Okay, you know, uh, this perceptionist, person looks great. Here's the question. How are you going to get people to walk in that front door and give you money? Uh-huh. And they never have an answer. So kind of getting over to your your point about these entertainers, I was on a program not too long ago recently with uh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons was there. He's the, the leader of the rock band KISS, K-I-S-S. Mm-hmm. Gene Simmons also had TV show Family Jewel. He was on The Celebrity Apprentice. And Gene is one of the smartest, savviest business people you'll ever meet. And uh, Gene said something that, like, really revolutionary. I mean, just hit right home. He says, you know, you look at all these entertainers out there. You look at all these people, American Idol or whomever, you know, whatever, wherever they come from, and you wonder why they don't make it. That's real easy. And you wonder why Kiss has been around for, whatever, 30-some years, and we're still one of the highest-grossing entertainment companies out there. So it's real simple. Because when all these entertainers back when I was, you know, building Kiss, when they were all out there working on the craft and trying to be better singers and all that, I was building a brand. Mm-hmm. I was building the business. I was setting up. He said, "What, we get, what do we do? We get on stage and we scream." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you know that KISS is a $1 billion, they make a billion dollars, it's a billion dollar licensing company. Mm-hmm. And they yep. have everything from, <laughs> this is how Gene put it. Now this is Gene, so don't get mad at me. He says, we got KISS, we got everything with KISS's name on it. We got everything from condoms to caskets, so we get you coming <laughs> in and we get you going out. <laughs> Amen. And you have to run it like a business. If you look at today's rappers and others, they have a brand. And they are not only writing their music, they're owning their name. And yet you hear many of the uh, golden stars who paved the way, they didn't own the name. They didn't own the name of the group. You know, they they didn't, you know, copyright. Well, it's the same Uh, with speakers. See, and that's what these entertainers want to do. They just want to go work on the songs. Mm-hmm. It's called the entertainment business. It's called the speaking business. Mm-hmm. And all these speakers, that's why they end up coming to me, is because, you know, I stepped up a few years ago and I said, look, um, I, I'm gonna, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go show people how to actually profit and make money from doing something they love. Because I, I look at all these groups and associations out there and, and they're just teaching you stuff that just is a big fat lie. They're saying stuff like, dream big and you're going to be wealthy as a speaker. No, you won't. You just be dreaming big. <laughs> <laughs> or the latest one is this whole law of attraction thingy. Oh, come on now. I know you love The Secret. You watched it how many millions of times? Well, no, I've watched The Secret. I didn't watch it millions of times. I've watched <laughs> The Secret. I'm just I've, kidding. And, and here, <laughs> here, here's what the, the, the movie The Secret brought awareness to attraction. Right. I don't call it a law. I learned this from a guy named Dan Kennedy. It's not a law. Gravity is a law. (laughs) Yes. Meaning that if you step off a roof ten times, you're going to fall ten times. It has to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, because you think good thoughts does not mean something is going to happen to you that you think. Well, how can it be a law? If it doesn't happen every time, how can it be a law? True. Okay. So... Uh, anyway, I think it brought an awareness to, you know, setting up things, setting up environments to where you can attract certain things. And if you're a positive person, you always find the positive in things. And, you know, you, you seem to be around people who are positive versus if you're negative. I do 100% agree with that. But you got to get off your ass and do something. You got that right. <laughs> you, you really That's biblical, though. I mean, it, it's very true. Birds of a feather do flock together. And sure. some of the things that they did teach in there, I mean, you know, you go to the book of Ecclesiastes or Psalms or most of the Old Testament, you've got basically they're just saying something in a different way. But you do yeah, you're right. have to get off your behind. <laughs> yeah. 